What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I have Lori Lattimore-Volkman here to my left and to my right, Tim Lynch. Today we are brought to you by Johnny Boland's Corner Liquor Store. <laughs> We've got a lot to cover uh, this week. Um, we could go into the AFC Championship games and all that uh, controversy with uh, uh, you know missed calls, blown calls, uh, pass interference not called, all that roughing the passer nonsense. But it's uh, it's Thursday when we're recording this. That's old news. Let's get on to what really matters: the Pro Bowl. <laughs> And it's on Sunday, and we're all going to watch it, and we're all going to complain, and we're all going to – those of us that complain that, oh, I'm not watching it, it's terrible, we know you're lying. You, you turn it on while you're folding laundry or, you, you know, there's always, like, that casual eye. You're just like, well, let me, let, me just, let me just see how the Broncos are doing, you know, and most of the time nothing ever really happens. I mean, it's it's usually just, you know, last year was, was an exception. Von Miller, uh, MVP. Uh, this year, I have high expectations for Chris Harris. He better, uh, you know, uphold the mantle there. Uh, other than that, uh, Pro Bowl. Lori, what do you think about the Pro Bowl? Are you excited? Are you pumped? Are you going to wear a jersey for the Pro Bowl? Probably not. But <laughs> if you'd like me to, I will. <laughs> I'll put my Von Miller jersey on. I like number 58. I think the Pro Bowl is 
it's kind of dumb, but the players love it, and it is sort of fun to watch them have fun during the week. I think the game is ridiculous, but like you said, it's football, and we only have two more weekends of football, so soak it up because it's all you got. What do you think, Tim? Are you excited? Are you going to be making your patented seven-layer dip for the Pro Bowl? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I watched the game, and that's the god-awful truth. <laughs> liar! You're a liar! No. I, I do have a hole in my wall that I need to repair, so I, I'll, <laughs> I need to go. At the end of every Bronco season, like clockwork, Tim repairs that hole in his wall. <laughs> Not in 2015, I didn't, or 16. But. He he hit the wall every time Scotty missed a horse tracks. Son of a... <laughs> 52 weeks a year. I thought we could get the Scotty bashing in early this time. That's good. That's good. Now you can stop listening. <laughs> That's right, Scotty. You can stop listening now. I'm looking at Twitter right now, and Vaughn Miller took part in the precision passing challenge today and did he win he would have beaten tebow easily <laughs> but not many more players <laughs> you know how peyton manning throws ducks no this was a duck that just <laughs> went nowhere and instead of going spiral it just flew sideways and then landed 20 yards in front of him. He's doing better than Case Keenum, is what you're saying. It did go 10 yards downfield. Actually, 20 yards downfield. A duck that would have been picked by 11 different defenders had there been a defense out there. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos, let's go! Gangarello had a meeting today. <laughs> Good transition. Gangarello? Gangarello. Gangarello. Well, I liked what he had to say, to be honest. What did he say, so, Tim? He said some stuff, and, and it was good, and makes me excited about moving into the off season. You know? Lori? <laughs> he said some stuff, and it was good, and, and I'm excited. <laughs> this is why our show is not like the other shows. <laughs> we're not going to tell you. Sweet. We're not going to tell you what he said. <laughs> I can sum up the important parts. He okay. runs the he runs the Kyle Shanahan system, but he also is flexible with personnel. So whoever the personnel is, whoever you know, whatever the strengths are of the players that he has on his team, he is going to devise a game plan that puts them in the best position to succeed. So so the most important thing he said was when he was asked about personnel evaluation. He admitted that that's stuff that he's going to get into, that they hadn't really gotten into that yet. And all of the scheme, all of the planning, all of that stuff is going to evolve once he's actually done the personnel evaluations. So he has the great quote about how NFL offenses keep evolving. And he mentions the whole RPO influence of the college game. and. So at least he seems really versed in the the new direction of the NFL and, and open to using it and adapting to it and trying to figure out how to, you know, see where it can work with our players with Case Keenum for a year and possibly a young quarterback from the draft. I think a lot of 
the signs of having him on staff and some of the things coming out of Dove Valley with their interest at the Senior Bowl shows us that we might actually not have Case Keenum as our quarterback next year, or at least not the whole year. So I think it's exciting that at least Gangarella seems to be of the mindset that offenses are always evolving and you have to you have to try and make your offense evolve too with the players you have. I don't understand why that's a novel concept. Like you would think that like coaches would be like, I'm going to evaluate the talent we have and come up with the best game plan for that talent. Like why, why is that noteworthy? We have listened to this for the last three years. They've all said that. We thought Mike McCoy was going to do that. And then we thought Musgrave was going to do that because they said that. And then none of them did it. So I think I didn't I didn't have a chance to go look back in history, but I just felt like I was hearing the same exact crap I heard in January of 2017, just spoken by different people. Absolutely. Musgrave said it. McCoy said it. Honestly, Kubiak has been the most honest one where he was like, we're doing a run first offense. (laughs) 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 We have Peyton Manning. Fuck that. We're still going to run. And. You know, he tried to do it. It worked. It didn't, well, no. <laughs> hey, Super Bowl 50, it worked. It didn't. I, it worked because Peyton Manning. No, it worked because Peyton Manning was like, yeah, no. I wouldn't change anything from that season. Not one I play. wouldn't either. But what I'm saying, <laughs> I wouldn't either. But I'm saying Kubiak didn't say, I'm going to try and fit my, you know, the scheme to the players I have. Because if he was going to do oh, that, that's, he would And that's why some, he's with the Vikings. Well, and he would have done it differently with Peyton Manning if that had been his approach. He was like, this is my offense and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to try to kind of figure out how to make it work for Peyton Manning, which Peyton Manning made it work as best he could, even though it was like totally out of his comfort zone and not. You know how was- it worked? They plotted along until like, oh, my God, we're going to lose this game. Peyton went into his typical Colts offense and went and scored a touchdown to get the game back in right in in in, in sync and then we back to plodding around <laughs> 2016 2017 2018 please can we start treating those years as the the dark one he who must not be named let's <laughs> i'm glad you brought this up tim okay so everybody like universally hates josh mcdaniels and Vance Joseph, he was, wasn't well-loved. But I get the sense that Josh McDaniels was hated a he lot dealt more than Vance Joseph. It was, Vance Joseph was a worse coach, but he was, he was dealt a worse hand. Josh McDaniels took a hand that was playable and traded it away for yeah, a bunch of guys that aren't playable. And he cheated, and he was kind of a person who isn't likable in the least Vance Joseph is a likable guy. You know, there were times last, last two years, I, I felt bad for his situation because he just couldn't get it to work right. He couldn't make the right calls in the games. He couldn't, you know, everything that could go wrong for him seemed to go wrong for him. And I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, fuck this guy. I want a new guy. It was an unfortunate tenure with Josh McDaniels. He came in here, burned the place down, yeah. Built a shit shack and said, "Hey, look at me! I'm so great." And I was like, "No, no, you're you're a freaking a hole. I want you out of here." It was a completely different like feeling when it came to Josh McDaniels. When things started going wrong, I think Vance had trouble moving on. Like you look at his face on the sideline, and it was just like constantly like 
like, oh, what the hell now? Well, I can't, what, are you kidding me? This, this now? Like, then now this is happening? Like, just yeah. so insane and unable to move past things that would happen within the game. That's me when Scotty skips uh, horse tracks. <laughs> You're doing this now? You got to do this now to me? It's 11 o'clock at night. I got to work tomorrow. Why, Scotty? Which now brings us to our coverage of the Senior Bowl. Uh, the Senior Bowl is going on right now. And Drew Locke! Drew Locke! You know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's happening. And we have no experts between Lori, uh, Tim, and myself. So we just want to take note of it for those of you who want to complain <laughs> in the comments of milehighreport.com. This is us covering it. It's going on right now. And <laughs> there you go. I'm an expert, okay? Okay, lay it on us. Yeah. Drew Locke is a franchise quarterback. And is he worth Daniel Jones to number two? Sure. Daniel Jones is a scrub. Anybody who says he isn't is a liar. That's that's what I've learned this week. Well, okay, so uh should we should we now is now the time for Johnny Boland's uh Britney Spears esque meltdown on social media? Absolutely. I think so. What's what's his self anointed title? He's the blood of the city, right? Blood of the city, there it is. Yeah. Let me let me just read this uh opening paragraph from the Deadspin article. The Denver Broncos season is over and their coaching staff has mostly been filled out, but the protracted fight over which of owner Pat Boland's children will take over the team is still raging on. The lucky kid will either be Bethany Boland Wallace or Brittany Boland. It will most certainly not be Pat's son, John, a former team <laughs> marketing employee who's going wild on Instagram. Boland, who's been arrested twice in the past few years, showed up earlier this week when he posted a strange video with recently fired head coach Vance Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great follow. If you if you're not following Super Bowlin. Uh, Super Bowlin on Instagram, you need to do so because it's not going well for for him. <laughs> Somebody needs to intervene. But in the meantime, as casual observers, it's 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 a, it's observing time. Alexa, how old is Johnny Bolin? Sorry, I don't know how old Johnny Bolin is. <laughs> Alexa, um, who is Johnny Bolin? Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, that's got to hurt. Hopefully Johnny Bolin isn't listening because Alexa doesn't know him. He was 29 in 2015. So he's 32. Yeah, I guess you can still be crazy at 32. It's just you're at that no. critical, it's kind of weird now phase. You know, like, hey, you're a little old to be. Oh, you know, he's got well, friends that are DJs. I, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. It was just like, hey, you're going to come listen to me spin. You know, it's okay if you're like 32. It's cool. Like. <laughs> Johnny Bolin, dear close friend of the show. Um, <laughs> we're going to take this time, each of us, to appeal to him and uh, ask him uh, to stop tweeting uh, or Instagramming uh, about the Broncos and get some uh, get some attention. So, so Lori, would you would, you know him best, Lori? Would you start, <laughs> Johnny? Johnny, listen, I've seen so many like you go down this road. This is not going to end well for you. You don't want Patrick Smythe telling you to take down all your Instagram photos, do you? No. So put down the phone, close the account, check yourself into rehab, get it over with. The money will be waiting for you when you're done. 
I'm going to take the libertarian approach. You do you. <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> so you're saying you'd like him to become a contributor on milehighreport.com. I don't think so. <laughs> Johnny, J-Dog, J-Spice, it's your pal Jess. We used to ride together back in high school. Get off the Instagram. Get on Twitter so I can see the meltdown. Um, and, uh, and yeah, stop hanging out with the DJs. They're, they're taking you down the bad road. They 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 sleep all day. They're they're up all night. Uh, they, they it's just it's not the lifestyle for a son of an owner. It's time for you to uh, to set those childish things aside and um and uh, and and get a hobby. Um, stamps, um, coins. Um, have you tried Fortnite? I hear that uh, the kids like Fortnite. You could try that. That would be something healthy for you to do. Um, just, uh, you know, keep it real, Johnny. Keep it real. So Johnny Bolin. <laughs> is a whack job. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can I see that? <laughs> yeah, so Johnny Bolin, bless your heart, blood of the city. Alexa doesn't know who you are, but that doesn't matter. You, you We know who you are. And you're someone special, and you, you do you, pal. Just like Tim said. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Oh goodness. So, you know, if you haven't noticed, uh, the, our show is different than other podcasts on Mile High Report. Some people, I'm not going to name names, have come out and said, my God, this is terrible. You guys are terrible. You don't. However, we just want to take a moment and just say, hey, you know, we are three Denver Bronco fans. We're from all over the country. We've been Bronco fans for our whole lives. We have unique perspectives on, on our own fandom and other people's fandom and the players and their uh, drug dealers and, and what have you. Uh, I just um, want to say we really appreciate y'all uh, listening in uh, to our to our crazy antics. Uh, this is this I was born out of the fun that we have uh, every day in our chat room and we decided to uh, share it with, with you all and hopefully you all enjoy it and uh, and maybe you'll get a couple laughs uh, out of it too and that's that's really the point it's it's, it's to be entertaining uh, kind of Bronco fan talk if you want serious stat based Bronco stuff I urge you to go and listen to uh, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati uh, they have uh, Mile High Report Radio and it is terrific and it is high quality and we are not that we are here for fun <laughs> And there's also Kevin. Uh, Kevin has Bratwurst and Broncos. And so if you want a, a fun uh, take on being a Bronco fan outside of the country and what all that entails, I imagine uh, lots of beer and uh, Bratwurst and Lederhosen. And, um, and and in other words, you need to calm the fuck down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and And if you do like us, you should write a review wherever you hear us, either in in the the post on Mile High Report in the in the in the comment section. Just say, "Hey, 
you guys suck and I hate you and I'm never listening again. You can write that. That's fine. That's fine. Tim will respond to you. Uh, <laughs> it's really not important where you hear us. Just tune in and check us out and leave us a little note and tell us what they think. I only, only want your negative reviews in the comments section of the post. I encourage personal attacks. Uh, my high-pitched voice. Uh, I get a little sing-songy at times. And uh, when I'm thinking of what I'm trying to say next, I kind of draw out my syllable when I'm like, uh, you, can, you, can, you can comment on that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim will be sure to put the gif of some guy flipping you off in there too. I got a, I got a reserve of those. <laughs> <laughs> we will oh. make fun of you. You can put a negative yeah. review in there, but yeah. we will not let you go. The most negative review we receive, we will review it and publicly uh, on the podcast. Well, we'll do Wait. one of each. We've got to do the best yeah. positive. Oh, yeah, that's great. I like that. I just, I just live for the negative. I do respond on Twitter, though. So if you do attack us on Twitter, I will, <laughs> I will respond. So are we ready for the mystery content? I am 100% ready. Okay. Laurie, are you prepared? I am prepared. Okay. All right. I want you to think back. On all your Bronco fandom, Lori, you're there in one of the Carolinas. I'm going to say North, South Carolina. You're south. At somewhere, Carolina. You're kind of in the South. Tim, you're in uh, like the deserts of Sacramento area. It's green. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So because we're not in Denver, I, I of course, am in New Hampshire, a uh, beautiful Patriots country that it is. Um, we have to go and watch Bronco games not at home sometimes. Like So there are times where we have to seek out sports bars. And so if you could tell me about your greatest sports bar experience watching the Denver Broncos, that is my mystery question. What is it? So I watch games at home because uh, <laughs> I, I, I pay for it. This is not, I don't know if this really answers your question, but I do remember exactly where I was when uh, Elway had the drive. I was on a gymnastics team and we would always go watch the Broncos games at this one girl's house. And it was like six of us that would do it. This is in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, okay. So, but I didn't, you know, we would go usually to Mile High one game a year, but we didn't have tickets. So most of the time I would watch at home, but... For all the playoff games, we had to watch at this one friend's house because, you know, we watched one and they won. So it's like, all right, we got to keep watching at her house every game because that's, you know, that's good luck. So everything had to be orange and blue. Like we'd have Cheetos and blue jelly beans or something disgusting. I don't know. But she had a huge sectional couch that was like a big U and there were six of us. And I will never forget during the drive, we were just all six girls jumping up and down on this couch, screaming like girls. <laughs> Her dad was like, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we didn't know that it was like NFL history. Like, I he had know. I still like totally remember that feeling that like watching every single play of that drive when they're. You know, especially when they'd complete a pass, but when there'd be an incomplete, you'd be like, oh, it's, oh my God, it's, it's over, it's good, it's almost over. That he completes a pass to 
Steve Sewell or something, you're like, oh, oh, oh my God, okay, okay. Anyway, without even watching the game, I totally would know how to, do, how to react. <laughs> I, I have the sudden urge to share my drive experience now. You should, you Because that was when I became a Broncos, Bronco maniac. I was a casual fan. I think I was, what, eight, eight years old? I lived in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and my parents, my mom and my stepdad had a Super Bowl part or not Super Bowl, a championship game party there. They had a bunch of people over and I was just like, "Tra the law, I'm an eight year old playing with my GI Joes. Right. <laughs> and everybody's just like screaming and like getting all into this game. And I'm just like, man, I, I got to go check this out. So I, I sat down in front of the TV and, and, right as they started the drive and I watched the whole drive. It's the only part of the game I watched, but when, <laughs> but when he threw the touchdown and the way everybody reacted in the room, like you just get caught up in that emotion. And at that age, I was at that perfect age of just like making that impression on you that, I mean, we moved away from Colorado the next year, but I stayed a Bronco maniac the rest of my freaking life. It just, yeah. You never know when that one moment happens where it just it hooks you in and keeps you there forever. But I'm with you, Lori. That was that was a crazy fun game. Well, I remember the drive because um, we, I used to always look through the newspaper when it would come uh, to my parents' house. Because back in those days, people read newspapers. Mick Cliss. Um, <laughs> I remember that there were these big full-page ads uh, in the newspapers. Um that were uh, like a sports cartoon. I believe it was the Denver Post. The sports cartoonist from Cleveland and uh, the sports cartoonist, I probably um, uh, drew Litton uh, from Denver. They switched full page ads, like razzing the fan base of the <laughs> other team. And so, so I remember seeing like this Cleveland, like Denver sucks thing in our paper. And I was like, oh, I was like incensed. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, mom, what's going on here? And I was like seven years old and I can't believe that they would do this. Like why would they, and my mom's like, it's okay. We ran one in their paper too. So they're, they're <laughs> too. Yeah. I was just so, I'm like, how could they do this? This is so rude. These Cleveland people, I don't even know where that is. They're running <laughs> in our paper making fun of our quarterback or i don't even remember what the cartoon looked like but i do remember that it was full page it was a big deal um and then i i have vague memories uh, watching it with my parents because my parents never missed a game didn't matter if we were traveling or anywhere they would always watch the games and i and, you know as a, as a kid they like, come over here and you know and i experienced this with my my kids i'm like come over here and watch this with me and i'm like yeah, i would rather do anything than do that, anything, you know. And I, yeah, I remember it being incredible because all the adults were like flipping out and going bananas and and it was a big deal. And then I remember the following year when we faced off against Cleveland again, they ran cartoons in the paper again. And I was like, I cannot believe it. They did it again. Why would they do this to us? This is so rude. So, so those are my dream, my memories of, of the drive and, and, and the fumble, so. So there you go. So some other time I'll tell you my, my story about uh, the sports bar because I think the drive stories are, are, are better than that. So so there was a bar in Hollywood just steps away from where I used to live. Uh, it was called, uh, it was a, a, a chicken wing place and it was called Big Wangs. Uh, it was only... <laughs> you can stop <laughs> the story right there. 
And it, it became in the, uh, in, in the football season of 2005, it became a kind of a de facto Broncos bar. Like all of a sudden, all these Bronco fans, like in all of Hollywood would descend on this place, Big Wangs. And we would, uh, we would watch, you know, as we progressed through the regular season with uh, with uh, Tatum Bell and and Tim, who was the other almost hundred yard or thousand yard rusher that season, two thousand five. Mike Anderson, Mike. Yeah, Anderson. Tatum Bell and Mike. It's like lightning, thunder and lightning. I think that's what they call. Them. Yeah, yeah. So it was Mike Anderson and and John Lynch and Champ Bailey and um, um, Todd Sauerbrunn was the punter and. Um, and uh, it, it, can you name anybody else from the 2005 season there, Tim? Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer, yes, yes. Al Wilson, yeah. Nick Nick Ferguson. Fergs, yeah. Tom Nalen. See, see, commenters who say that we don't know anything, we know stuff. <laughs> we know stuff. We know our 2005 Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Damn it, Mike Shanahan, head coach. Gary Kubiak, offensive coordinator. Boom. Uh, anyway, so um, so this bar was like it became like my de facto Broncos bar, and and the greatest the greatest moment I had there was when uh, it was the um, I guess I guess it was the divisional round against the Patriots because suddenly all the Patriot fans uh, came out of the woodwork and they were in our bar and, and yours truly had had enough Bloody Marys that I was like leading bar chants. I was like, go Broncos, <laughs> you know, incomplete, like just kind of, totally it was obnoxious. great. Like, yeah, it was obnoxious and like, but the bar was like reacting. They're like, yay, look at him. He's like, you know, yeah. So I yes, I led bar chance at a sports bar in Hollywood during that game, um, and then we ended up winning. And then the following week, uh, the the Jess Place bar uh, bar chant antics uh, when we lost to the Steelers did not go as far. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't for a lack of trying, darn it. So so there you go. Um, my, uh, my most favorite, uh, 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 sports bar experience was at Big Wang's in Hollywood, California. Uh, and we should say, that would have been the game that Champ Bailey had his hundred yard interception return against yes. Tom Brady that almost went for a pick six. <laughs> Non-scoring. Right. Non-scoring. Yeah. yeah. Besides John Elway that the that played for the Broncos, that is a surefire first ballot hall of famer. It's going to, it's Champ Bailey. And yeah. if he doesn't get in his first try, it's going to be like, okay, we know now. We know the Hall of Fame voters are a bunch of jackasses. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. In Chambili's entire career, did he not make the Pro Bowl when he played more than 10 games in a season? And that was his rookie year. So he was good enough no matter what. If he played 10 games or more, he was making the Pro Bowl. To make 12 Pro Bowls for as often as he was injured. I mean, that is no small feat. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like, for $5, what is Champ Bailey's first name? Roland. Oh, she got it. Man, I was trying to Google it. Okay, what year was he drafted? 99. Okay, God, that's so easy. God, all right. Same same year as Al Wilson. Yeah. What year was he traded? 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you see that? See that? Boom. Boom. <laughs> that in the comments, haters. 
It is hard. I like Skangarella. Skangarella. Skang, skang. You can okay. say it like Skangarella. <laughs> Lord, though we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets, still, we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your light. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go. Yeah, I have a feeling the outtakes are going to be pretty long on this one. I know. One of these times is going to be five minutes of podcast and 30 minutes of outtakes.